When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader. Hi again, everybody. Welcome into the Buffs Insider, a weekly podcast, along with Neil Welk of CUBuffs.com. I'm voice of the Buffs, Mark Johnson. Colorado had been gone for over a month, had lost four or five, had no offense to speak of, returns home, and oh, how sweet it is at home at the CU Event Center on Thursday night. The Buffaloes get a 32-point victory, knocking off Washington State 92-60. to uh, all right, Dr. Freud, I'd like you to explain exactly what we've seen from this Buffs team because it was a totally different team for a month away from home and then coming home and looking like they're NCAA champions. Home cooking. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. Tad Boyle couldn't explain it tonight, Mark. Uh, we asked him, or Thursday night, we asked him about it. He just said, hey, you know, they came out, they played, they did what they were supposed to do. They made the extra pass, they rebounded, they shot well. Everything happened, and it, it just kind of snowballed for him, and uh, it went well. Tyler Bay had 26 points. He had 10 rebounds. 26 points, by the way, a career high. Hit his first three-pointer, which he's not done a lot of this season, and that seemed to just open up his confidence, and he was as good offensively as I've seen him ever. He had 22 points in the last four games combined, and he had 26 tonight, and he was he was going to the rim. He was going up strong. He was making his free throws. Like you said, he hit a three-pointer, and it just kind of spread throughout the team, and they were finding him down low. They were doing a really good job of finding him down low against the zone when Washington State threw that zone at him. And uh, when Tyler gets the ball on the baseline, he's a big, strong kid, long arms. He's tough to stop down there. And maybe nobody needed to see the ball go through the hoop more than Shane Gatling. He had 5 of 10 from downtown. At this juncture in his career, being a junior college transfer, he's a limited guy. The one thing he can do is shoot. 
He hasn't been doing that as of late. That's something this team desperately needs. And what I loved is, is he came off the bench. They didn't start him tonight. Uh, he's, you know, he, he, he's a great shooter. He's got some work to do on defense, rebounding. But, uh, you know, he came off the bench, and, and that was. It was great timing. You need him to be that guy to be able to come in and add that spark. They were down 5-0. He had two threes in that 16-0 run early in the game that basically put it away. The Buffaloes, by the way, came out of non-conference plays, the only undefeated team at home. They were 6-0 in non-conference play. This is a totally different team at home. Now, now here's the thing about this. I do think this conference is wide open. But if they hold serve at home, that's still only nine victories. Uh, that's 18 overall, unless they start getting some uh, victories on the road here. I think they're good enough to run the table at home. I really do think they, they can do that at the CU Event Center. This team's got to figure out this home and away thing, though. They do. They have to be able to take this on the road. And I, and, and I think that that ice is going to break. I really, truly think that they're going to figure this out. Uh, big game coming up Saturday against Washington. We know we're going to see a zone defense. Mm -hmm. uh, your old buddy Hopkins is coming here, you know, and, and uh, so we'll get to see that zone defense. If they can come out, play well in that game, they've got a chance to go on the road. Their, their next three road games are not against teams that are, that are unbeatable at home. We saw Washington beat Utah at home on Thursday night. So, you know, Utah has shown they're not invincible at home. So... Yeah, get another win on Saturday and then take this thing on the road. I'm going to throw something at you I wonder a little bit about, uh, and maybe it helps to some degree maybe explain what we've seen from this team on the road and the issues they've had. I think this team is so McKinley Wright uh, dependent mm -hmm. on the road. It, it might almost overwhelm the young guy. We, we, we seem to forget a little bit. He is a 19-year-old sophomore. It's not like you're talking about a fourth or fifth-year senior that, that's kind of taking over the load and, and the leadership and the ball handling and all the things that they need from him. Sometimes they depend on him away from home maybe a little bit too much. You know, and I, I, that's a great point, and I think tonight's game might be the perfect example that they need to learn from. McKinley had a very nice game tonight, 10 points, 7 assists, 3 or 4 rebounds. Played really well, but he wasn't the, the 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 centerpiece. He wasn't the deciding factor. Tyler Bay, 26 points. Deshaun Swartz had a really nice game. Uh, Evan Batty had 14 rebounds. And so Gatling, 17 points. They didn't have to have McKinley playing a great game to win, and I think they need to remember that. He was very good distributing the ball, played good defense, got the offense running. But they could do things without McKinley having to set the table for them. You know, generally you think that the teams need three guys who are pretty consistent. McKinley's been very consistent. Tyler Bay could be that guy. Colorado's got to figure out a way. So all the good stuff we're talking about in this 32-point win over Washington State, Lucas Siebert was quiet again. Now, I did hit a three-pointer down a stretch. I think it was good for, see, for him to see that ball go through the hoop. He's got to be that third guy that on a consistent basis is going to give them 12, 14, 15 points, four, five, six rebounds. Yeah, and he, he started out the year as that guy and then all of a sudden hit a little bit of a slump. I still think Lucas is a guy that's going to come back and be very effective for him down the stretch or down the stretch. they got 15 conference games left. I think he's a guy that's going to be a big help to him. I was just I was really glad to see Deshaun Swartz be a guy tonight that, or, that had – well, he had 16.7 rebounds, and I think he had four assists, you know, and, and, and that was the guy, Deshaun was doing it going to the rim a little bit, and that's something that they've been trying to get him to do is be a little bit more aggressive. And so I think Lucas's time is going to come. I think it's, that's still going to be there. I just like seeing the balance that they had out there. You and I have talked many times about Evan Batty. He's a fascinating player to me. 
and I think there's a learning curve he's still going through. As big and strong as he is, I think officials are still learning him a little bit in terms of how he plays and what's a foul and what's not a foul. Well, I think officials are learning that, you know, just because a guy ducks his body and runs into Evan and then bounces off, that's not a foul on Evan, for starters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's not his fault. He just stands there. He plays good defense and 14 rebounds. He's learning how to control his body under the basket. He's learning to play against bigger guys. I was really impressed with his re- I think he had 10 rebounds in the first half, you know, uh, Thursday night. So that, that I think, it, it, he's still learning the Division One game. you got to remember, he's a freshman. Yeah. And so I think he's just every night, it's, it's becoming more and more, uh, the light bulb continues to go off for him. Yeah, he's a freshman who, by the way, hasn't played for two years. Sat out his senior year in high school in California. Sat, of course, last year. So redshirt freshman for the Colorado Buffaloes. But the game's slowing, I think, and you can kind of see him coming a little bit. Have you figured this league out yet from a basketball standpoint? No, no, I don't. I don't know. You tell me who the best team in the league is. You know, UCLA fired their coach. You know, two weeks ago, they haven't lost since. They've won three in a row. So, you know, how good is UCLA? They they went up to Oregon and, and won Thursday night. Uh, Washington, I think, is a pretty good team, a good defensive team. Arizona is still Arizona. They don't have the talent that they had a couple of years ago, but they have Sean Miller coaching them. They've got some good players. Uh, I think you were talking about, you and Tad talked about ASU. That's a really interesting team. Yeah, yeah a lot of talent there. I'm not surprised, though, that, okay, we're only a week and a half or so in a conference play. Arizona, undefeated. Washington, undefeated. UCLA, undefeated. As much as this conference struggled through non-conference play, here we are sitting about three games in the league play, and the usual suspects have kind of floated to the top. But this, yeah, they have. But this is a this is a year that Colorado can be in that group. I really, truly believe that Colorado has the ability and the talent to be in that upper tier. And, and what I would love to see is a top four finish. I'm not saying they're going to get there, but if they can get that top four finish, go to the Pac-12 tournament and have to win just three games, I, I would love to, for somebody to tell me who's going to win the Pac-12 tournament right now. I mean, I would love for somebody to, to make that prediction because I'll take the field against whoever they pick. <laughs> I think that's probably a pretty good bet uh, at this point in time. I kind of wonder about this game coming up tomorrow night on Saturday night with UW coming in here. By the way, that's an 8 o'clock tip-off. Scott and I will hit the air at 7.30 on the Colorado Basketball Network with the Buffs Warmer presented by Safeway, our, our pregame show. Because when it's all said and done, I can see Colorado and Washington kind of battling for one of those upper-level positions. Yeah, this is a, Washington's a good team. I think Hop, Mike Hopkins is, is a very good coach. He brought that uh, zone defense with him that he learned for, I don't know how many decades he coached for Bayheim out there at Syracuse, but uh, he brought it with him, and, and they're playing it, and they're playing it really well. I mean, they held Utah to 50-something points on Thursday night. Uh, they've got big, long guys that play that 2-3 that zone. And this is their second year in it, so they know what they're doing. I think that's a good team. Uh, and I think this is a this is a great matchup for Colorado at this point, especially getting them at home. Yeah, I think it's an interesting deal. You know, and, and you look at where Colorado is right now, and yet we're talking about a team. Naaman Wright's not been a factor with the exception of, what, maybe one game earlier this year. Daily on Brown. So two of your veteran guards 
have not been playing or been much of a factor at all in, in, in large part this season. And they've had to rely upon Dalen Kuntz and Eli Parquet. And those young guys, you can see them coming a little bit. Yeah, they're making some plays. I mean, uh, you saw, you know, Dalen got a, got got the start uh, Thursday night against Washington State. Made a couple plays, hit a couple baskets late. Uh, he's he's an offense. He's a guy that that poses an offensive threat. I think uh, uh, Eli Parquet can can score and also is a is a decent defender. They're learning the game and. You know, this is a team that we thought at the beginning of the season, when they started practice, we thought, boy, this team has a lot of depth. Well, Dallas Walton goes down. DeLeon Brown has the academic problems. Naaman Wright, you know, has foot problems. And all of a sudden, that depth is not there. That means those young guys really have to step up. It's a big ball game coming up tomorrow night, though, with Washington coming to town. That's Neil Welk at com. Read his stuff right now. Post-game stuff, pre-game stuff uh, for Saturday night's ball game at com. I'm voice of the bus, Mark Johnson. Don't forget our broadcast tomorrow night. It's underway at 730 with Buffs Warmer presented by Safeway, the tip-off between Colorado and Washington as the Buffs will try and even up their conference record at 2-2. Two and two. Big ball game tomorrow night at the CU Event Center. Thanks for joining us this week on the Buffs Insider. Let's jump into Pepper's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Pepper play sets. Pepper Pig, inspiring kid confidence.